0: I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode, then together we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to another week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I am coming to you fresh out of a one of my favorite marketing events in Miami, you know, I'm a mom, I've got two kids and it's so hard for me to get out of the house in the evening. It just is not super like convenient. And and here in Miami, traffic is so bad. Like if you want to try to get to a networking event at 6 PM, like good luck. And I'm, I think a lot of cities and a lot of places are that way. And I feel like all networking events happen you know, at six and seven, and then you're not home till like 10. And it's just like not a good vibe. And so whenever I find a marketing, uh, sorry, like a networking event where I can be like with other founders that happens in the morning, I love it. But I have tried for years to find just a great community. Uh, And I think there's a bit of trial and error. Like I've been in Miami now for like six years and I have led many communities myself because I'm that type of personality where if there's a community. I just always volunteer myself to lead it um, for better or worse. Um, but it's taken like a bit of finesse to just sort of like find my people. And I don't know if you have had that experience where it does get really lonely. Um, working as a consultant or a coach or a freelancer or as a founder, and you're in this zone where you're working independently all the time. Um, But sorry, we got a little bit cold. So sorry for the sniffle. But you're working independently all the time. And Zoom is lovely, but just it doesn't really like give you that dose of humanity. So all's that to say, I have, um, I'm part of a community called Miami Made here in miami and it's run by the loveliest gentleman uh that i know that's not my husband um named joe metcalf who's just like a coach and like general great vibe dude um who's been you know we've been friends for like five or six years which is really uh says a lot here in miami because miami's like super transient um But yeah, so went this morning, it starts at 7.30. Of course, I couldn't get there that early because kid drop-offs and stuff, but it starts super early and it's like coffee and light bites. And what's great about this community, which I would say to like keep a lookout for if you're looking for community yourself is communities and events that have some kind of format. And I say this because if you're like me, I've been to like a heck of a lot of networking events and sort of like community events that are just sort of drinks. And if that's what you like, that's cool. Um, As for me, I would prefer not to drink if I don't have to, because it's like, I'd rather save my liver credits for something really great, like going out with my husband or my friends or whatever, not really like drinking on a Tuesday with strangers. But having a format is just so lovely to sort of help get past the surface BS in these events. So with Miami made, and I would say like just something to keep out, keep a lookout for, for any events that you go into um, you know, there's a section where they like pair us off and we're talking about like goals, things, or things we're focused on or biggest takeaways from speaker or whatever. And, It's just like a really nice way to sort of get a little bit below the surface. Whereas in drinks events, you're kind of just like, so what, you know, I love my, my question always is the same. I'm pretty social. Some people get like very nervous to go into networking events. So if that's you, you can use my trick. I don't get nervous, but I, I, I mean, I, I make the effort to sort of talk to people and if you ever feel awkward, you can use this. I always go up to people and I'm just like, well, what are you working on? or what are you building if you're, I love asking that in like founder networking groups, people love, you know, it makes it, it breaks the ice and people are usually very comfortable talking about themselves. So, um, but I don't have to use that icebreaker at the Miami made events because there's just like such a nice um, schedule for us. So find your people because entrepreneurship is lonely and God love them my husband and my family too, like they just can't offer me any really sound advice in those moments of frustration. You know, you feel like you're banging your head against the wall and that's why having community is just so gorgeous. Um, so recommend it, but that is not what we're talking about today. Community, community is important, but today I wanted to talk to you about building your scalable marketing machine. And this has been my like hot topic these past couple of weeks, because I've been hearing a lot um, from founders that are wanting to scale from six to seven figures. And I work with the fractional CMO in my day job outside of this podcast, which is my passion. um, I work with founders that are in growth startups or scale-ups. So we're really looking at Usually, they're making seven figures and they're ready to start growing their teams and things like that. But if you're in this moment where you've gotten yourself, you've like strong armed yourself to six figures, right? And you're really seeing on the horizon, like, I want to make a million dollars revenue in my business. And you're sort of maybe in the low six figures and you need to start doing something different to transition into sort of just playing a bigger game. And one of the main ways in which you do that is by being much more intentional about setting up your systems and frameworks in your business. So let me back up. If you've gotten yourself to six figures in your business, first of all, congratulations, because I I bet you like 90% of people give up before they get there. So that's just a stat I made up out of my mind, but I'm sure that that's true. It's close to that. But the reality is that like you figured out marketing in some way, you've absolutely got some flow going. And so for many years I taught building your client value journey and the client value journey is the six steps. I have a hundred million trillion episodes of podcasts podcast about it because I'm so passionate about it. Um, you got to set up these six stages to convert new leads into paying customers and raving fans. So do you want to learn all about the client value journey? I will link several episodes uh, talking all about client value journey, but that's the basics. And I love, you know, I love this concept of mastering the basics because it's absolutely true in business. You have to master the basics. It's not the sexy stuff. It's like making sure that You actually are implementing a sound strategy. And then from there, it's really about iteration and improving. And let me tell you, iteration and improving is the opposite of sexy, okay? But it is the necessary boring stuff that you have to do to actually grow your business. And so I want to talk about Scalable Marketing Machine today because it's like a sexy title for something that is going, that we're going to make very sexy and fun because it's going to be about making you more money. And it's going to be about giving some peace to your life. Okay. So you're the founder that got to six to six figures. Awesome job. You must have some kind of thing that's working for your marketing and sales. One little piece of it. That's, that's producing for you. And that's awesome. And I love that for you. But when it comes time to scale that revenue and make more revenue, um, I talk to a lot of a lot of folks that they've like hit their plateau, right? They feel like they've hit a plateau. And I want you first to ask yourself, have I hit a plateau? Because, I think this is an, a point where, there's like a little bit of traction. And then founders start thinking I need to raise money because I've got a little bit of traction and all I need is more money. And once I put more logs on the fire, everything's going to just explode. It's going to be awesome. That does happen some of the time. But what is even more interesting is when you've hit that plateau and then you need to start saying, well, okay, if I don't make If I don't raise money right now, how can I make more money out of everything that I'm doing now? Like, how can I make more money doubling down in what's working instead of keep sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying new things to see if I can like open up a new revenue stream or something like that. When you're wanting to get from six to seven figures, it's really like a process of going inward. And it's a lot of times not about doing something radically different. It's just about doing something that you're already doing radically better. And so to accompany this episode, I have a little freebie that you're going to love, which is your scalable marketing machine audit. Okay, so your marketing machine is essentially your client value journey, which are the six steps that are, as I said, I'm repeating myself, converting those prospects into paying customers and raving fans, Stick six stages of the client value journey, and they, I'll recap them for you. First is awareness phase. We're getting in front of a new audience. We've got the engagement where we're sort of exchanging something. We're using a lead magnet to get that email address. Uh, Next is the nurture phase. We're building the relationship with our prospects, getting them ready to buy. Next is the invite phase. We're actually asking for the sale, needing them to book the demo, to book the sales call. Here's a promotion, actually buy the thing. That's our inviting phase, right? Uh, Number five is our delight. Are we delighting our customers, making them super duper happy and satisfied and they want to be repeat customers or whatever? And the last is um, advocate? Are we getting our existing customers to be advocates for us because they're such raving fans and they're leaving reviews and testimonials and referring their friends? So these six stages, if you're if you've gone to six figures, you've implemented all of these in some way. Okay. I don't need to like tell you the importance of implementing these stages. Whether you've consciously designed every single piece or not, or you have like a good system in place or not, is besides the point. You have this flowing in some way. In the next version of your business, in this where seven figures is on the horizon, you need to be conscious of doubling down on the things that are working in these six stages, fixing any problems that you have with how any of these six stages are converting or performing. And then you need to... um, be able to, let's see, sorry, you're sorry, you're looking at what you're doing, you're filling in the gaps, you're improving where needed, right? And you are running regular audits on all of this in conjunction with looking at the data metrics, that should be a given, but you're, you're gonna be going into this process. And what I'm trying to do today on the podcast is, is giving you like a bit of a framework on how to do this iteration and improving process. Because again, a lot of times you've thrown a shit ton of spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. Things have stuck for you. That's why you've gotten yourself to where you are now. Awesome. But now it's like the time to throw new spaghetti at the wall is past. You don't need to do that. It's exhausting actually. And a lot of that throwing spaghetti at the wall is like a is exhausting. And it takes time and money away from um, the, you know, doubling down on what's working and getting more out of what you're doing. So the iteration improvement, there's two things. I want to talk to you today about the audit t- t- tomorrow. Next week, I'll go all into the numbers. Okay. So I'm going to help you create a really clean and tight uh, way of looking at your North Star metrics, which are your most important metrics to be looking at um, to increase your revenue. But today I want to talk about the audit. So I have this great freebie. If you go to uglyventures.com backslash audit, so U-G-L-I ventures, dot com backslash A-U-D-I-T, uglyventures.com backslash audit you're going to get a free template, which you can do alongside with this episode. If you want to just like pause now, download the template and then come back to me, that's cool. Or you can listen to the episode now and then listen to it again with the template in front of you, or just remember what I said and do the template later. Um, So that is uglyventures.com backslash audit. You're going to get that template. It also comes with like a mini quick, like a get start quick guide. Quick start guide. Um, It's like a five minute video where I sort of walk you all through this again if you don't want to listen to the episode again. But essentially, you're going to be looking at these six stages of the client value journey, right? And you're going to be really intentionally thinking about and looking at data and getting some evidence for, well, how's that working out for you, right? How is that stage of the client value journey going for you? Um, what's working and what's not working? And what are some upgrades you can make to that particular stage? So I'm assuming that you have some kind of activity for, to flowing for each stage of the client value journey, okay? So if you download the audit, you can have this template in front of you. and You can be filling this out as we go along. Um, but I give an example on the template that you download. Um, and I'm going to go through that example right now. And of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. I'm more than happy and excited to like record a video answer for you personally. If you email me at victoria at uglyventures.com, um, or you can get me on DM at LinkedIn. And I love rapping about this stuff, but you want to open the audit template. And let's start by looking at the first stage, which is your awareness phase. So this is gonna be the example, this is how you're gonna go through each one of these stages and you're gonna ask yourself these exact questions, okay? So number one is awareness phase. What are you doing in your business in the awareness phase, okay? And actually what I'm gonna do right now is something super cool, which is if you're watching this on YouTube, because I do upload these to YouTube, I'm going to go ahead and uh, open the audit template and kind of go through it now on the video. So, you know, you don't have to look at this, but if you want to look at it in YouTube, you got it. And hello to you guys. that are probably not many because they just started doing this. Okay, we got the template in front of us. So we have these six stages First is awareness phase. So I want you to just fill in, in the first template, what are you doing currently? for the awareness days? What activities do you have going on? Um, So just just as a reminder, there are really only three ways that you can reach brand new audience, like brand new prospective clients. And those three ways are A, through advertising, B is through SEO organic search, just people randomly punching in questions in Google and finding your website, right? You're solving their problems. Or the last option, C, is through leveraging other people's audiences. That could be through partnerships with other brands or with individuals like influencers, joining events or conferences, and the such. So in the example that I have on the template that you are going to download or have already downloaded is partnerships, okay? So in this example, we're in the awareness phase. The main activity we're focused on is partnerships, So then we want to ask ourselves, okay, we're going to look at the last chunk of time. Let's look at the last quarter, the last two quarters. We're going to ask ourselves, okay, well, let's kind of remind ourselves what partnerships we did. What did we do? Okay. We did this webinar. Okay. We ran that, you know, that giveaway with that per blah, blah, blah. And we're going to talk, we're going to think best. If you have a team, please do this with your team. Because this is really juicy to do with your team. They're going to come up with some insights and things that probably you wouldn't think of on your own. But you're gonna look at okay, what worked and what didn't work. So in the example I gave you, I'm I'm putting myself in the shoes of a founder, is like, wow, I've been really running myself ragged with these partnerships. We've done a ton of partnerships. I feel like we're really getting the word out there, but I'm super disappointed because it just doesn't seem like those partnerships are correlating to revenue. Okay. So I'm I'm really thinking like, what's working, what's not working. So obviously what's working is like we're able to secure these partnerships. But what's not working is I feel like I'm run ragged a little bit because it's a lot of coordination and energy to get these partnerships executed. And like, I'm not really seeing a correlation between like the partnerships that I do and the revenue, right? So that's our working, not working. And then you wanna think, okay, well, if I can identify what's working and what's not working, what are some upgrades in the strategy that are either gonna fix the problem or give me more slash better information Um, in the future for how I can make decisions. So again, this is a really great discussion, or if you don't have a team, have a discussion with yourself. How do you do that? Through journals. So I would ask yourself these questions, like what's working and what's not working with the partnerships, Tori? And then I would write as if I'm answering that question to myself, don't feel silly it's actually super useful right so you can just journal it out and as you start it, journaling it out you'll be uncovering some things but really getting together with your team is really cool if you're lucky enough to have that team and if you've gone to 100k plus 6 plus multiple six figures i'm sure you have at the very least a va working with you so through some you know some meditation some intentional thinking about what's working and what's not working looking at ways we can make some upgrades. Now, again, perhaps you don't know exactly how to fix the problem, right? And I, and here is really important. I'm really encouraging you not to like throw the baby out with the bathwater. And instead, let's think of some solutions and what can get you to uh, either a better answer or the solution. So in the case of the partnerships, I'm talking with my, my team, I'm journaling it out. And what's really come to light is this idea of like, you know what? I've been so preoccupied with growing the email list because that's like the main KPI I've set myself to this quarter. I'm like making this up, right? Um, that what I've done or a mistake that I've made is sort of just been doing partnerships with everyone I can. I can get you know every relationship I can build, any partnership I can do without really being intentional about the partnerships I'm creating. So for the strategy for this year, I'm concluding that it would be really helpful if we only align with partners and individuals or companies that truly align with our mission and are definitely in front of our ideal client. Because a big reason why you wouldn't be making sales through partners is that okay well maybe you're running some joint campaigns with partners for example but those partners audience just they're not interested in what you have to sell and that's that's part of the process you have to figure out really which key partners are going to be most fruitful for you and as kind of like a sidebar of of doing this whole audit we really want to apply this like 80/20 principle right because if you're a person that's doing partnerships as an awareness strategy, like leveraging other people's audiences, you know, if you have 10 or 20 or 50 partnerships you do in a year and you're tracking those well, I'm sure that you're going to find that there's going to be a small percentage of those partners that actually produce for you. And the majority of them is probably not going to do much. And what's interesting about that is when you see numbers like that in front of you, you'll get to make those decisions. These are like the seven figure decisions that you need to be making is like, okay, how can we double down on those small handful of partners that we do? How can we do more with these partners instead of just spending the time and energy to be finding the quantity instead of the quality, you know? And in, in project, then companies that I've worked with before, this looks like... um because I've run partnership strategies where we're doing um, email blasts through partners' email lists and doing like a, getting leads that way. So it's super effective. But when I analyzed the partner breakdown, it was exactly like textbook 80-20. There was a small handful of partners that were ever, whenever we blast an email out through their email list, like the conversion weight was crazy. Like tons of people loved the lead magnet. And even you know people converted within that week or within two weeks to become customers. They got on the sales call, they converted. But the vast majority of the partners didn't produce anything, trickled in, right? Trickled a couple, you know, less than 20, right? So the, uh, the conclusion is, is like what, what I did, what I implemented that was super effective is like, okay, well, instead of running a campaign with these partners once a year and getting these great results, let's, do twice a year campaigns or even quarterly campaigns, get creative so people don't get bored. And we keep getting in front of this person's audience as, as it's growing. Cause of course that partner is working to grow their audience. And then of course we're going to get more production out of them because of that alignment. Right. So I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but this is, I want you to see, this is the process. This is the level of thought that you should be applying to going through this audit because let me tell you like you have the answers inside you now, i'm good at this because it's what i've been doing for 10 years but i can tell you that when i'm in front of founders and my clients and my and my consulting students and all these things like the, you guys tell me these things like you just have to learn how to ask the right questions. And a lot of times it's really like, well, where is our production coming from? What is working? This question is such an important question to ask. And what not, what's not working is also super important. So getting back to the, the template, we're looking at the strategy here. We're gonna say, okay, for this upcoming year, we're gonna be more intentional on vetting the partnerships. There's tons of ways you can do that, right? Um, how you can really, be sure that the audience they're in front of are the right audience for you. You can have questionnaires, you can do, you know, get some information on the demographics of their list, blah, 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 blah. And then the second strategy that you can implement that's going to upgrade this whole process is finding a way to measure the success of the partnerships using tracking software. Um, again, this is super uh it's super difficult if you don't have some systems in place to track the leads that come through partnerships and which ones actually purchase. And so I've used tracking software, super duper helpful. Um, and I have in column G in the template when you download it um, resources, and I gave examples. There's software like par- uh, Partner Stack is one, and another one is All Bound, but you can do Google search and there's tons of them, right? But that's going to help you track uh URLs that are sent out through your partner and it goes through kind of like cross-domain tracking. So it doesn't have to be, I don't want to get too technical. It doesn't have to be in some of these softwares that last touch attribution. That means all that means is fancy term for saying like the click the, the link was clicked and then the the person bought that's like last touch attribution because the last action they did was touch that link but some of these softwares will actually track it over time. So it could be like a couple of days later, You know, they get to your website and that still could be tracked. So some of them are quite sophisticated. It can be kind of expensive. There's ranges anyway. Anyway, I'm getting too deep into this example because I love this stuff if you haven't noticed. But anyhow, we have our strategy, right? In the template, uh, so we know the two kind of action items we're going to do to upgrade our partnership uh, strategy. And then I have a column on the template for, okay, so what tasks do we need to do? So in the strategy upgrade, we need to create a process for vetting the partners and we need to get some uh, software to track ROI of the partner campaigns. I have a column for resources. You slap a due date on there and I have some notes. You can even add a column that's like, who's responsible if you want, Um, And then I also put a column here for KPI. So anytime you're really working on upgrading a strategy, you want to focus on like, well, what is the outcome that I want to be tracking, right? So in this example that I'm walking you through, the KPI for that is list growth, because we want to grow our list. But then we also want to look through, um, we want to be tracking the click-throughs on the emails that we send these cohort of, of leads. So when we get leads through these particular partnerships, we want to say, well, how engaged, right? You can you can um, be tracking email opens or click throughs as a marker of like, okay, well maybe these people are not going to be like quite ready to buy the first week of this partnership, right? But if we can measure these cohort of leads we're getting through these partners, and we can we can quantify that they're engaged because they're opening the emails and they're clicking through it at a percentage that we deem as acceptable, like a 20% open rate and like a five, you know, a three to 5% click-through rate, then we can be assured that our strategy is working, that we are in fact getting through uh, with the right partners and getting in front of the right audience. So this is just a one example I'm walking you through. And for the audit, what I want you to do is go through this exact process for each of the six stages of the client value journey in your own in your own um, business. And that is how you're building your scalable marketing machine. You have your six basic steps of the client value journey, but the machine, the scalable machine comes in the process of iterating and improving on what you're doing. Consciously taking time with your team or with yourself to look at the data too, because that's super important. A lot of us are looking at like how we feel There is an element of how we feel and what's working and what's not working for sure, okay? But also it's kind of like the data. Well, we can tell that, you know, in year, you know, two years ago, we ran no partnerships. We had X amount of revenue. And this year we ran X amount of partnerships and we have this revenue. We can see, okay, try to find some correlating data points where you can really be certain, like, this is working or not working, not just a feature, uh, not just a feeling. but. Go through it for every single step, right? And with that, you're going to unlock a lot of really interesting information. Um, Sometimes what you're going to discover is that you're not even doing anything for one of these stages, or there's a much more, and this is the question I want to be asking you to ask yourself, is there a, you know, now that I'm executing, let's say you're executing each part of these this uh, client value journey. The question I want you to ask yourself is, okay, well now, now can I, how can I systemize and be more efficient in executing this part of the journey? Um, And you also want to be asking yourself, like, am I tracking the right things? Am I actually getting significant data that's going to give me information? Because as your business grows and matures, it is this process, this process alone, that actually starts turning your business into uh, a growth engine. It turns your business into something that is able to be scalable. Because let me tell you this, it's like, unless you've nailed down this scalable marketing machine and you have a process for it, if you get a cash infusion in your business tomorrow, that's not. it's not going to do anything unless you have this system down unless you understand this repeatable way in which you're getting clients, you're converting them, right? And that you can feel confident in understanding each of these six steps. Like, well, what are the pieces of the puzzle? What are the levers that you can pull? You need to get intimate with understanding each one of these stages, interpreting you know, what the results are telling you And start to learn and experiment and grow on how you can improve the performance, improve the conversion rate at each one of these stages. That's really the work of marketing. So again, if you haven't already, please download the template, uglyventures.com backslash audit. And again, I have this little quick start guide video that's going to walk you through kind of like a shorter version of what we chatted about today in the podcast. It's only five minutes long. Um, And I want to hear from you. Uh, Do you you, uh, look at these six stages of your client value journey each and every year at the very least and really consciously design ways to upgrade those different stages and improve those conversion rates? Um, Is this sound all like Chinese to you and you're completely confused, let me know because I'm here to help you. Um, again, like this podcast is my passion. I work with super switched on founders every single day. I love growing businesses with founders as a fractional CMO, but it's just a small pool of people that I can work with. And so the podcast is my way to give back, share my knowledge with a broader audience. And so, if you have any founders that you know have been like killing in their business, but they need to get to the next level, and you think that this episode would help them, it would mean so much if you pass this episode to them and told them about the marketing for Star Wars podcast, because I am here to serve those founders, those founders that are ready to grow and ready to scale, and they just need a little bit, a little bit of help. Um, before they're ready to like hire that leadership team. Because I sit on leadership teams of, of, I have sat on dozens of leadership teams for founders for the past 10 plus years. Um, My job is to stand everything up on its legs, get the marketing machine really churning for scale, and then to replace myself with a permanent marketing director or or chief marketing officer. Um, You know, I love being a free agent and I get to, Do a lot of different things, working with different people, Um, but I'm here to help you. So, again, you can always reach out to me in DM and ask me any questions, and I'll turn it into an episode of the podcast. So, until next week, founders, I am rooting for you. I'm cheering you on, and I want you to remember, it may seem like you need to go fast, right? That everything's like on fire, you're so stressed out. But I'm here to remind you, you don't need to go fast. You just need to keep going with intention and master the basics. See you next week.
0: You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me. If you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast, it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.